This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is Gerald Turner. On Monday, October 15th, we will once again ask for your assistance to raise the needed finances for the next six months. Please pray and ask our Heavenly Father what He would have you to do towards reaching our goal of 195000 By returning your pledge card to the station before the 15th will be a blessing and an encouragement to each one of us. God bless you and have a great day. Godfrey Electric is a fourth-generation, full-service electrical contractor serving St. Lucie, Martin, Palm Beach, and Broward counties. Godfrey Electric specializes in industrial, commercial, and residential electrical service work. Godfrey Electric, an underwriter of the WCNO ministry, is available on the web at www.godfreyelectric.com or at 561-833-3753. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. God is interested in positioning you as His people positioning you as an occupying force so that you can be that occupying force, so that you can fulfill the destiny on your life. Hmm? Is everybody okay? Because how many of you understand, even though we have a renewing of the mind, the works of the Spirit can sometimes really be lost on us. Huh? Because what we feel in our spirit, we have to process through our soul. Isn't that right? If you were here Wednesday night when Scott had everybody lined up in the front, he gave a beautiful illustration of how the spirit, soul, and body work in conjunction together. It has to be processed through the soul. And if we never renew our minds, then what's in our spirit will never manifest in our life as a reality. It'll just stay in the spiritual realm. Somebody say, I've got to renew my mind. So what I understand is there isn't a lack of Holy Spirit activity in my life. Sometimes there's just a lack of having a renewed mind. I think I got some of you on that one. See, the Holy Ghost is always moving. The gifts of the Spirit are always there. Whether you're walking in them or not really depends on how much you've renewed your mind. Go ahead and look in Acts chapter 15, verse 12. Then all of the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul declaring how many miracles and wonders of God had worked through them among the Gentiles. And after they had become silent, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, listen to me. Let me just talk to you just one second right there about that, uh, about protocol. I mean, uh, Jesus told Peter, he said, You're going to be like a little rock and I'm going to put you on the big rock, which is me. You know, we all think, well, Peter was the father of the church. And then we hear about the Apostle Paul, the father of the church to the Gentiles. But I mean, know that there was a protocol that was set in there. There was a five-fold ministry, pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and apostles. And James, who was the pastor of the church, said, all right, everybody be quiet and listen to me. I mean, know that Peter was there, Paul was there, Barnabas was there, all the disciples were there, John was there, Mary was there, and the multitude. And when James said, everyone be quiet, listen to me, everybody got quiet and listened to him. There is an order 
and a structure to the house of God. God didn't leave them without order. It's not all free-flowing Holy Ghost and everybody bumping into everybody. And after they had become silent, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take them out of them and a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, After this I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild it from its ruins and I will set it up, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things, known to God from eternity, are all his works. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the ability to preach and teach. I thank you for the truth of your word. Father, I thank you, God, that you shake us in our heart. God, give us revelation that transforms us from the inside out. And Father, I declare that your word is truth and that your truth sets us free. And Lord, I thank you for the wisdom and the understanding that we need, God, to accept this truth and walk in it. And Father, we give you all the glory and praise for what you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, how many of you know when you read this, Luke is giving us an account of what happened at the Jerusalem Council. They, they got together and had this meeting, this council meeting, when all the apostles came back to discuss this new outflow of the Holy Ghost that was taking place on the Gentiles. And it was unheard of, because up until then, the Holy Ghost was just for the Jews. Which if Peter and John had had their way, we wouldn't be having church this morning. Because Peter and John didn't really want to have nothing to do with the Gentiles. Amen? Most people don't really remember, but if those guys would have had their way, we would have been in some other religion today in America. We might be worshiping the S-U-N instead of the S-O-N. But revelation came. Isn't that right? Because according to Peter and John and, and all those guys, the kingdom of God was only for the Jews. Because really when you think about it, the disciples were at, in their infancy were only after one thing. It wasn't really a spiritual kingdom. It was control of a natural kingdom. That's really why they thought Jesus come. And it amazes me a lot of times that the first thing that people do with the things that God gives them, think about this now, is they try to take them to control other people. Don't we see that in the church everywhere? God gives gifts and then people want to manipulate people with them. Rather than recognize the anointing and the gifts of God or the things that come to us, they're not given to us to control other people or manipulate others, but they're given to us to equip others, to teach others, to empower others, to become everything that God wants them to be. Come on, amen. So how many of you understand that the apostolic movement, this move of God that He's doing right now in our generation, is not for us to find out how many people we can get under us so we can tell them what to do. That's really not what this is all about. We aren't trying to find out how many people we can get in our downline. Amen. No, 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 that's not what this is really all about. According to the Bible, apostles are foundational. They're foundational in the body of Christ. True apostolic people don't get over on people and hold them down and lock them up and put them a lid over them. True apostolic people are really like a foundation. True apostolic people really lay their life down for others. True apostolic people really become a doormat and give up everything so that somebody else can have something else. And they get under people and learn how to lift them up. Come on, somebody. That's what apostolic people really do. They keep trying to push others into a higher dimension that, 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 that they could never get to unless they had somebody to help coach them and teach them and, and show them how to get there. That's really what the apostolic move of God that's taking place in this century is all about. 
I think I told you this last week. When people drive by your house, they don't go by the house and go, gee, that's a really wonderful foundation. They drive by your house and go, boy, that sure is a pretty house. That's a nice door. I love that landscaping. Nobody really comments on your foundation because it's underneath. But true apostolic people really help you lay your foundation. Amen? So real apostles in the earth today are like the Apostle Paul. They realize that they are the scum of the earth. Now, what are you talking about, Pastor? I didn't say it. Paul did. He said, I am the scum of the earth. Come on, somebody. They are the thing that others walk on to get to the thing that they need, to get to the place where they need to go. How many of you know we got so many people wanting to be the apostle, but if you really knew what it meant to be the apostle, nobody really want to be an apostle. I'm about sick to death to hear an apostle this, an apostle that, an apostle that. And here they come driving up in a limousine with their entourage. You're the furthest thing away from apostle. Real apostles are the kind of people that change the world. Excuse me, but you ain't going to hear this on TBN. The people that are willing to lay down their lives and give up everything so that somebody else can have something. That's real apostleship. You know, the truth is just the truth. Nothing but the truth. I think if more people would preach the truth, there'd be a lot more people free in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. So these guys, they come together to consult with each other on how to respond to this move that's really outside of their paradigm and outside of their knowledge and outside of their understanding. And it's really beginning to shake everything they understand about what they thought they knew about Jesus. Well, this don't make sense. <laughs> Holy Ghost on the Gentiles? How in the world? Because how many of you know Peter basically stood up and apologized at this meeting? He said, guys, I tried to stop this thing, but I couldn't. You know what he said? I tried to put the brakes on this thing, but I just couldn't get it to stop. It wasn't my idea. God sent me to Cornelius' house. I went down there, and I tried not to preach. And in fact, God knew if he had to probably let Peter keep on preaching, Peter would have messed everything up. He would have gotten his way with, his, with, with, with all of his own dogma and all of his own denominational stuff and everything that he understood about what it meant to be a Jew. So the Bible says while he was yet still speaking, God just went on and fell on top of Cornelius in power. Peter was talking and the Holy Ghost was moving. And Peter said, I tried to stop this thing, but I couldn't do anything with it. So I'm just here to give you a report of what happened. I didn't do it. God did it. And now we're going to have to figure out a way to respond to this thing. How I many of you know that's really what's going on in denominational churches all over this country this morning? It's not that somebody tried to initiate a revival or tried to start a, a revival. It's not like somebody tried to make it look like God did something. Listen, God has moved. God has done something in this generation. We just got a lot of people who don't know what to do with it. Huh? And because of the selfish nature of mankind, the revivals and the moves of God that we've seen in the last 30 years in the church have come from being God-focused and Jesus-focused to in a very short amount of time becoming very man-centered and man-focused. Come on, it's the move of God. Make no mistake about it. We've just got people in the way that mishandle the move of God. So as they begin to talk and seek the Lord, how many of you know revelation always comes when you begin to pursue wisdom? And when you begin to ask for understanding, that's when we get revelation. And all of a sudden they begin to realize that there was a fulfillment of a prophetic word that had been given by the prophet Amos. In fact, in Amos chapter 9, Amos prophesied that they would come in the last days. Somebody say last days. And in the last days, they would, they would come when the tabernacle of David or when the booth of David would be restored. Now, in order for us to understand what they're talking about, it's important for us to understand what last days are. 
There's been a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of misteaching on the last days because, you know, how many of you in here believe this morning that we're living in the last days? Come on, raise your hand if you believe that this morning. We're living in the last days. Huh? Well, I believe we're living in the last days. The question is, is when did the last days begin? Huh? For most folks, they believe the last days began in 1948 when Israel became a nation again. But the truth of the matter is, is that the last days began in Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Ghost came, amen? Because in Acts chapter 2, when Peter filled with the Holy Ghost, preached 3,000 people in the street, got baptized in the Holy Spirit, didn't really know what to do with themselves, and started asking questions and said, we don't know what to do with what we got. Will you tell us what to do with what we got? The first question to him was, was what does all this mean? And what do we do with what does all this mean? And, and what do we do now that we got it? And when they said, what do we do? Peter stood up and said, this is which that the prophet Joel spoke of, that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Well, either Peter missed it or misquoted the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost went ahead and put in the Bible so we could see what an idiot Peter was or else God was trying to show us something about last days. The promise of the last days did not begin in 1948 or 1967. That's not when it started. The promise of the last days began in Acts chapter 2 with the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and the church and the founding of the church during Pentecost on the feast of that day. And when Pentecost happened, the last days began. And I heard Dr. Adrian Rogers preaching the other day on the radio. He said, I don't get what all these Seventh-day people were about. I don't get it. He said, it was on the first day that Jesus rose from the dead. It was on the first day that they had Pentecost. It was on the first day that the Holy Ghost came in power. It was on the first day they preached the gospel. He said, don't you think God's trying to tell us something about the first day? That's why we have church on the first day, not the seventh day. Because the first day is the first day of your week. You're supposed to rest on the seventh day. That's Saturday. That's when you take the family fishing. That's when you have a picnic. But it's on the first day you spend time with the Lord and get ready for the week. Come on, somebody. Somebody say it's about the first day. Why are you going to wait till the end of the week to check with God when you can check with Him at the beginning of the week? Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Oh, this is Apostle Henry Walker. I want to invite you to listen to my broadcast, God's Timing is Everything.
a broadcast that teaches about God's timing and his season. That's God's timing is everything broadcast heard every Saturday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WCNO.
used to be so all alone Wondered why I even had a phone Nobody ever called Seemed like no one cared at all So I paid a trip to the house of the Lord But I got more than I bargained for I poured out my heart to Him With open arms He took me in And I'm not lonely anymore Ever since I met the Lord He walks with me He talks with me He's what I've been looking for by myself even though he really knows me well he's still in love with me he knows how men can be now when I wake up from peaceful sleep he's there to face the world with me he never ever leaves my side since he moved in I I'm not 
the blood of Jesus from Wayne Watson. WCNO, Palm City, the good news station. Welcome to Family Matters, a daily look inside the real world of parents and their children. I'm your host, Paul Kendall. 